From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Eric Posse, Business Development Director at Impact Power Solutions, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson about what the Inflation Reduction Act will mean for local building developers and owners with an interest in solar power and about the future of solar power in Minnesota. Okay. Um, Well, I'm pleased to be joined by Eric Posse, Vice President of Project Development with Impact Power Solutions. And IPS is a full storage of full service clean energy development company. Uh, Twin Cities based, Minnesota based, been around for 30 plus years, I understand. Yep. And uh, just looking at your website, uh, mission of IPS is to positively impact people, power, and the planet with solar energy. So that's the big picture view. Um, Eric, first of all, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm um, excited to be uh, chatting with you about, especially about the topics uh, at hand. Yeah, a lot of uh, interesting news. So um, I guess just to start out, if you could, I gave a very brief introduction to your company there, to IPS, and wonder if you could just talk a little bit more about who you serve and some of the different, I, I guess, uh, just your overall mission. Yeah. So as you stated, our, our purpose is to positively impact people power and the planet with solar energy. We've been around since 1991. I've been with the company since 2007. Um, we primarily focus today on community solar uh, development nationwide. Uh, as well as serving commercial and industrial clients with on-site solar projects. Um, so Fortune 500s, municipalities, school districts with energy solutions that save money from day one. And um, my position within the company, I facilitate all of our new market development in places like New York, Virginia, Illinois, uh, and New Mexico. Um, and as stated, I, I joined about 15-ish years ago. And have seen kind of the advent of the, really the industry in Minnesota and nationwide, um, which has been relatively consistently year over year growth of anywhere from uh, 25 to 40 percent. And um, we're not necessarily seeing a slowdown um, anytime, anytime soon. Uh, so I've been a Minnesotan um, for the vast majority of my life. I went to the University of Minnesota, uh, the Carlson School, and um, Love, uh, uh, love it up here. Um, one thing to note is that IPS was acquired 
in April of this year, April 15th, and we are now um, part of the elite family of, of businesses. Elite is um, a, uh, the owner of multiple energy holdings, including Minnesota Power, uh, based in Duluth. And, and that's where I am calling from today. And um, we're, uh, we're all uh, looking, uh, looking forward to uh, you know, what's, what's happening in DC, uh, right now. And, and I think that's kind of one of the topics, uh, that we'll be discussing. Yeah. And I guess just we might as well just jump right into that a topic, of course, a lot of buzz about the, um, inflation reduction act. And there's been, um, I know that there are incentives in there for solar and other emissions free power sources um specifically i believe it includes 369 billion dollars in energy and climate spending yes um so tell us a little bit about that what i guess what does that mean big picture wise for businesses building owners developers who may be considering adding solar to their new or existing building this act will um, provide much needed certainty in the market. And I think about a lot of our clients over the last several, several years, you know, we've had step downs or even a cliff uh, regarding tax credits that have motivated or, or, or even, you know, I guess um, have shifted projects and, and, and it's just caused a lot of um, issues uh, on that side. And what the Inflation Reduction Act will do is create an, a 10-year extension for solar, wind, and energy storage tax credits. And that, that will provide a runway for our uh, industry um, to, uh, to really ramp, ramp up. And I think that that is primarily the, the biggest um, uh, incentive um, for adopting clean energy. Um, a couple of other provisions related to the tax credit now uh, is that uh, if you are a nonprofit or government entity that doesn't or a tribal entity that doesn't pay taxes, this um, this bill will now allow for direct pay uh, to to those uh, corporations. So in, in, in years past, we've done quite a few um, uh, leases. And, and, and so we brought in Partners that can can utilize those tax credits, but that's at a, at a at a detriment or a disadvantage to the the host because there's um, you know a profit that needs to be made by uh, those tax investors, and so this this kind of reduces friction uh, on that side and and um, really creates uh, quite a bit of um, incentive for for people to to adopt uh, energy solutions. A couple of the other uh, items related to the tax credit is that now um, for businesses that would like to install energy storage uh, to reduce demand charges or potentially even for uh, critical backup um, uh, during power outages, there, the tax credit will extend to the, those standalone projects instead of having those um, needing to be paired with, with solar or wind. Um, so those are a couple of, uh, of, the, of the benefits um, that I think most business owners would be uh, con- concerned with. Yeah, so it, it, in a nutshell, it sounds like there's more certainty now going forward with regard to the tax credits. Yes. And um, also, you know, in, in that same kind of vein, um, the 
Department of Energy and the Internal Revenue Service will, will have a, uh, a period of time in which to essentially uh, create the regulations um, kind of dictated by the legislation. And there are um, certain bonus uh, incentives for uh, projects that address equity. So um, usually uh, defined by census track. Uh, if you've got a building um, that is in a census track area and you're installing um, energy uh, improvements there, uh, could be eligible for a 10% bonus on the, in, uh, the tax incentive or on the tax credit. Also um, on the procurement side, projects that utilize a certain amount percentage of domestic content um, created in America will also uh, be eligible for a bonus uh, credit uh, incentive of 10%. And um, details are a little bit vague at this point. And, and again, the, the IRS and, and the Department of Energy will be kind of crafting those kind of final, final rules. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is in the energy storage side too, correct? There's sounds like yes. Yeah, that's you know, in order for us to kind of really, really take hold of the of the transition from um, kind of older uh, generation to clean energy. Obviously, everybody knows that that the sun doesn't shine all day and the wind doesn't blow uh, twenty four hours a day. So we um, we need energy storage as a solution, and energy storage has come a long way. And and kind of the the common um, uh, idea of what energy storage is, uh, lithium ion, same type of battery technology that we'd see in, a, in electric vehicles uh, currently being deployed uh, across across the grid uh, to help augment and, and support uh, resiliency, um, especially in, in times of critical uh, uh, or high, high demand. Um, and so we're going to see a lot of innovation in that space. Um, there's there's quite a bit of money that's going toward research and development, um, and uh, and other aspects that that will that will kind of change the energy landscape. Um, you know, here over the next decade, um, we, the the act itself is really geared toward one singular goal, which is to reduce emissions by fifty percent in twenty thirty, and that was the kind of agreement at the. Uh, Glasgow and Paris uh, Climate Accords, and um, this act won't get us quite all the way there. It gets to um, most climate experts, and in, in, in their modeling, um, are, are seeing kind of a forty percent reduction in emissions by twenty thirty. But that's still a huge, and that's compared to two thousand five levels, and that's still a huge, um, a huge step forward uh, in a space. You know, we're we're uh, or in a country that's never passed any. Um, you know, climate uh, legislation um, it, it before. So this is uh, this is a big moment, and um, there's there's quite a bit to be uh, excited about. Um, you know, as we step toward kind of that clean energy future. Um, I guess I was wondering if you could just touch on the importance of the tax credits to maybe let's say there's a a developer doing an apartment project and they're considering adding solar to their project, um, maybe they're kind of on the fence. How would you, how important are those tax credits to? Yeah, when we work with multifamily development, and this I think goes hand in hand across, across kind of almost all real estate, but um, one of the challenges that we've seen is that the tax credit 
typically has remained or has, has needed to remain with the entity that's that's uh, that's paying for the system. And that's usually the, the, the entity that owns the building. Um, the, this act also allows for fungibility of the tax credit, which is been different than than in, in the past, where we may have had to create a a kind of complex lease structure so that the entity that owns the solar array um, and can take the tax incentives, which isn't necessarily the building uh, entity, um, we've had to separate or bifurcate the ownership between between the building owner technically and the system owner. Uh, what is happening now is is that the the investment tax credit will be treated much more like um, low income and historic tax credits, which have been much more fungible um, than than the uh, clean energy or investment tax credit. And so that I think is going to be exciting um, to most uh, developers and business owners um, so that you, you you avoid some of these more complex structures. Yeah, and I think just going to cleaner energy is becoming more and more visible i think on on some of the bigger scale projects and and even on smaller residential scale building um so do you see this as is potentially a game changer where we will see start to see just more and more of these arrays on some of the larger projects or? Yeah, I think I think so, uh, and we've started to see it um, creep into planning commissions. Um, a lot of uh, you know, I think St. Louis Park and, and Edina are, are maybe some good examples of, um, and, and Bloomington uh, areas where when developers are, are looking to build, they're required um, or strongly encouraged uh, to incorporate solar uh, on on those properties, and that is an effort to align the development community with the goals of the city and of the elected officials that uh, are tasked with uh, adopting policy that, um, that that aligns with the values of those those particular uh, communities. And so um, we we do see that as as a, as a popular measure. I think it's um, there are certain financing structures, including property assessed clean energy. That allow for um, developers to finance solar and energy improvement projects through their their ta- property taxes, um, and and there are, are benefits in the in the capital stack of, of doing that. It's often viewed as uh, owner's equity um, as a, as opposed to to debt or mezzanine financing, um, and and those are you know items that we're very all very familiar with you know here at, at IPS the New Energy Equity and. Um, can help kind of navigate that um, with with developers, but new construction it seems like it'll it'll we're going to increasingly see um, clean energy uh, and energy efficiency everything kind of mandated through um, through the through the zoning uh, and and um, and permitting uh, process for for some of these larger uh, larger developments and I think. We're, we are seeing that right now. Uh, probably the largest development uh, over by the Highbridge plant in um, uh, in St. Paul. Uh, you know, we're, there's a larger ground-mounted solar project that'll be installed on a um, brownfield site that's adjacent um, adjacent to the to that community, and and uh, a lot of, of the I think the 
multifamily development uh, that will happen there will likely have you know some component of of solar um, and and certainly energy efficiency. Yeah, and I, I think we're starting to see in the um, environmental assessment worksheets and so on to a little bit more emphasis on climate change versus just you know traffic noise impact on historic properties that kind of thing. Um, is that is that right? I mean, it seems like there's just uh, a big emphasis everywhere now. Yeah, and, and I think there's also I mean a nexus right now with um, affordable housing uh, and 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 solar. Um, we're doing a project with the with sand companies, which is supported by a grant from the uh, Metro, Metropolitan Council um, to do a low income community solar project. Um, so they're they're hosting solar on car canopies and on the roofs of, of uh, some multifamily buildings, and the credits and 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 benefit from that project are accruing to the um, low moderate income uh, tenants of of that multifamily building. And we're going to see a lot of um, uh, of adoption and, and kind of a, a push in that direction as as equity is also a an important topic um, for. Uh, for communities across the across the metro and across the state, and um, you know, solar can provide opportunities uh, to address obviously both climate and and equity uh, in, in in some of these projects. And so we're we're seeing a trend in that direction as well. What aside from the Inflation Reduction Act, what are some of the other trends you're seeing, big picture wise, both opportunities and challenges for the industry? Uh, this bill, you know, we're, we're talking today and Thursday, the, the 11th, uh, tomorrow is slated to, uh, for vote, um, in, in the house, uh, and, and potentially pass passage and, and then onto the president's desk, but this will certainly create exacerbate some of the issues related to talent right now. And I think we're all, uh, we're feeling that in a lot of industries, Minnesota is at maximum maximum employment um as it is right now uh i think the lowest uh unemployment rate ever uh out of any state in history um we're going to be looking for people and i think that that uh is is really the primary concern to scale uh at, at this point and and i think it creates a lot of opportunities for folks though that are look that are interested in climate maybe haven't um you know, maybe it aligns with their values. They really want to get involved, but haven't had an opportunity uh, to transition, or maybe they're they're coming out of uh, you know education. And I think the um, we will see quite a bit of um, folks that are transitioning from one industry into clean energy industry, and and that that's been a, a trend. But I think will be uh, you know not only you know a, a place where people feel. That it aligns with their their morals or with their with their interests, but also um, you know having very competitive uh, salary and wages um, on on our side as we uh, you know search for you know talent and and it'll be um, you know on us uh, as as clean energy companies to help to 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 build those skills that are needed, uh, but a lot of you know what we'll be searching for is transferable from. 
you know, finance in, in the, uh, you know, fossil fuel industry or finance in the, in the medical industry is not going to be that much different than finance in, in energy. Uh, similarly, um, you know, uh, business development and sales, uh, not necessarily that different. You, you just have to understand kind of uh, the energy landscape. And, and, um, and so there are definitely going to be opportunities for folks to, to join. Um, but uh, kind of the, the major hurdle is talent. Um, I would say the second hurdle is just going to be uh, supply chain and the availability of product as the demand for that product is going to be uh, substantial. So we're, um, uh, we're, we're kind of gearing up for, for, for uh, uh, those challenges on both fronts. And on the supply chain side, is my understanding that there are some incentives for more domestic manufacturing? Is that yeah. right? Yes. Um, yeah. So if I wasn't doing what I was doing today, I'd be looking to, to build a solar manufacturing facility, I think, um, because uh, the, the, um, the bill also directs, um, again, kind of this domestic content uh, uh, side of the equation, um, directing procurement for, buy, for, for American-made uh, products. And so, um, you know, I, I think on the manufacturing side, we're going to see quite a few um, new uh, announcements here over the next, you know, call it uh, several years of of new new facilities being being stood up uh, uh, kind of across the uh, across the country and and um, you know I think that there's a lot to be excited about on on that on the manufacturing front not only you know on the on the development and uh, and installation side of of clean energy yeah oh, fascinating stuff so um, well Eric you covered a lot of ground there I really appreciate that in depth analysis and uh, just your discussion uh, it's been a fun discussion anything else you'd like to add before we part yeah with? uh just a quick quick plug um ips-solar.com um we're, we're transitioning our uh, marketing over to our, our new company which is newenergyequity.com and um, you can find me on linkedin i i, I kind of keep my uh my feed up up to date with uh with the latest in, in clean energy and um love to connect with new folks and, and appreciate the the platform and the time today brian absolutely and thank you and hopefully we can stay in touch as um there's a lot a lot will be happening it sounds like in the yes i mean days weeks and months and years <laughs> yep that's right all right thank you eric have a great day thanks brian Take care. Bye.